the Supreme Court would rule that it is illegal to do that kind of abortion, it would be the beginning of, of denying almost all forms of abortion in time. Up to now, every court that has examined the federal abortion ban has struck it down because it does not protect women's health. For Free Speech Radio News from Washington, D.C., I'm Nan McCurdy. Free Speech Radio News is a worker-run collective. For archives of this and other newscasts, fsrn.org. You've been listening to Free Speech Radio News. I'm Ingrid Drake. What are we doing in here? Dan, get off my foot. There are hangers everywhere, Christy. And what's up with these mothballs? This is stifling. I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah, and I can barely move. Forget this, man. Closets, Closets are, are for clothes. clothes. Closets Are For Clothes is Michigan's premier queer radio show, celebrating 30 years of broadcast excellence. 60 minutes of award-winning gaiety and witty repartee. (laughs) We're here, we're on, Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN-FM 88.3, Radio Free Ann Arbor. The next hour will be jam-packed with news, reviews, and interviews of interest to the LGBT community, our friends, family, and allies. We are your hosts... Dan Burns and Christy Cardinal. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. Hey. Hey. Oh, wow. Wow, a little loud. Are there? But we're here. We are here, and yes. we're much less loud now. Yes. <laughs> wow, it's November 8, 2006. We just had an election we yesterday. Did. and um, With mixed results. Some good, yeah. some bad. Yeah. Some good, some really bad, actually. Yes, exactly. That's what I would say. Yes. I actually asked um, my partner last night as we were leaving our polling place, um, is there any way I could vote hell no? <laughs> I can be emphatic and it counts for two votes. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. So, yeah, we'll be talking a little bit about the election um, later on. If yes. you'd like to call in and let us know your thoughts on the election, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Um, you can give uh, us a call at 763-3500. That is, of course, in the 734. Or you can send an email to coolkids at closetsontheair.com. Yes. And we'd be happy to read your question on the air, read your comments on the air. Right. Um, and are you signed on so we can be able to get that? I am signed on. Woohoo! Okay. I, I planned ahead. Ooh, you did. Before I said that, I decided so, yeah. to make sure we So definitely we're on. give us our, your views on how uh, you're feeling today, and uh, definitely give us a call, 734 763 3500. Yeah, so how are you, Dan? I'm I'm um I'm kind of like impressed at the same time I don't I, as I've told the story I was impressed, but um as the story as I tell the story, I've had actually mixed reviews. Yesterday morning I was um uh at my 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 voting place and it was a little um it was a little disturbing because uh, how they've set up this. They've got this big building that everybody goes to in our township or in our area, and but like certain floors are for certain precincts, and um, 
So, and so one of the things that I was I was nervous about or concerned with was, uh, so I got so that we'd be standing in line uh, for like thirty minutes or whatever, and if you're in the wrong line, it did, there was no way that you could go uh, uh, in the midst of the floors um, in this building. You couldn't like go to an elevator and go to the third floor if we were in the basement, or vice versa. Um, going if you're on the first floor, going to um, um, Anyway, you couldn't go between the floors. So, uh, and, and so people would be waiting in line for a half hour and then realize they couldn't vote there and had to go outside the building. Oh, so and some it was poor raining planning. And, well, or, right, exactly. Poor traffic direction. Yes, absolutely. And so there was no one out in the, uh, the people that were in the parking lot helping direct people were people saying, oh, and by the way, vote for so-and-so. And it was like, as though it just got to the point where you just didn't want to, want to talk to anybody. Right. Um, and even to find out, like, which door you're supposed to go in. And so it was really kind of a poor planning, and people were getting very frustrated. And so we and so we were standing in line, and um, for me it was 7.01 in the morning, and, um, and I was like the 20th in line, which I thought was absolutely fabulous, that there were that, that many people waiting to, to vote. And, one, and I, love, I love seniors, and one of the things um, is that they always are just quite out front with how they feel, how they think and how they're, th- Many how they're feeling. Many times they know? are, yes. And these two um, women walk in and they're complaining, they just never tell us anything. They never say anything to us. You know, they never give us good directions. And these people around here, and they were just like, yappy, yappy, I'm complaining about voting. And then it's raining. And, uh, and this other older woman turns and says, my grandson is currently fighting for your right to do what you're doing right now. If you want to complain about anything, you go and experience what he is, what he's doing right now. Wow. And the whole crowd just like silence. Like, yeah, I guess she's right. <laughs> you know, we are, um, this was kind of one of those examples that wow at least we're able to vote and you know even though we're going Mm -hmm. through all this and it's really kind of confusing and you're just trying to get it done and because you know you're feeling passionate about something wow yeah there's a lot of people out there that aren't doing us and Mm -hmm. um and what a way to support the support your troops is by going out there and voting um and i don't mean one way or the other about what your views are but at least they have something that they're fighting for. Yes. So I thought it was kind of a humbling um, for me. It hit struck a chord for me. I'm like, yeah, they kind of brought me home. As I tell the story, people have been reacting differently to it of how you know how Rumsfeld supporting they are, or how you know, and that wasn't how I interpreted the comment. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. know if I interpret the comment that way as strongly that way, but. It's, I don't really think that's what the troops in in the Middle East are fighting for. Oh, I don't th- I, and I don't think so either. And I didn't. I guess I didn't interpret that the, that her son was necessarily in the Middle East. Okay. Um, that you know he could have been someplace else, but he's currently securing a border, um, right? Or sec- securing, you know, the United States in some way. Gotcha. Um, uh, that's how I had interpreted it, and and maybe right. she is in, and maybe her son, her grandson, is in Iraq, and that's what she's thinking, and that's why she's coming here to devote. Um, but that, um, I guess I just think of different things like you know, the troops that we have that are between North and South Korea, or I'm thinking of the folks that are, you know, um, 
Uh, you know, well, Germany. if you're talking about like Hi, the Brand. hey, by the way, <laughs> a little bit late, had a little bit of traffic, but yeah, um, but but I've I, I'm here and yes. I've, I'm listening to the conversation, and I just wanted to say, yeah, I mean, and if we're talking about um, you know, the just the inherent value of democracy and and how. Um, that, you know, there have been so many people lose their lives fighting for that value. I think what it becomes is much more incumbent upon us to be extra vigilant in protecting um, the process, specifically like around, you know, ideas of voter disenfranchisement, which, Mm -hmm. you know, has been a big hot topic (laughs) in the last um, several elections, you know, I was, um, I've mentioned a couple times and I'll probably talk more this hour about the fact that I, uh, lived in Ohio for five years before I moved to Michigan and was around for, um, the 2004 elections, um, mm-hmm. in Ohio, which got a lot of publicity, especially or, or just around those issues. And I mean, you know, I lived in Columbus. I saw the footage of the news uh, when, you know, the white suburbs, you know, you could get in and out of there in five minutes and, you know, on Carl Road and some of, you know, the more African-American sections of town, you would just see people lined up for three, four hours in these lines yes. around the block. And, you know, I think, you know, I think it's incumbent upon us not to say, oh, there are people fighting for your right to participate in free and fair elections. Don't complain. I think it's incumbent to be even more vigilant in making sure that those elections are fair and Absolutely. free. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point. Yes, Absolutely. Well, that's a heavy so. thing to open the show with. Right. Well, I can, I can light It's a this. heavy day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So how are you, Christy? You know, I'm good. And I, I'm, well, I'm okay. I have, we've often brought up your sports injuries and whatnot <laughs> on here. And I don't have a sports-related injury because I haven't been working out or doing much sports lately. But I do have a butch-related injury. Oh. And I just thought I needed to bring that up to you Uh-oh. because of our our never-ending saga <laughs> of who's more butch around here. Uh-oh. And I have developed uh, plantar fasciitis in my foot Ouch. because of wearing boots. <laughs> <laughs> I told you those heels would do that to you. Shut up. <laughs> I don't mean boots with, like, Prince kind of boots. Just regular old oh. boots, but they have a small heel. And because of the position that they hold my foot in, that muscle has shortened and caused all that heel pain that makes plantar fasciitis happen. Interesting. So, I... He's just playing with his hands. <laughs> seems yeah. like he's signaling me. <laughs> that, yeah. um, Activity going so on in the studio. So, that's the, that's the deal. Right. And... So I have to I have to stretch my feet and stuff in really? weird ways. And I probably shouldn't be wearing my boots much, but okay. I am. So what's like what type of stretching exercises do you have to do? Do you, have you to wanna like flex your foot flat so okay. that, that your muscles, your Achilles tendon and your calf muscle gets very stretched. Oh. Because what it what causes it is when you have your heel elevated, that muscle doesn't it gets shortened. 
Oh. And so you lose some suppleness in that muscle. Gotcha. And then when you try to put your foot flat, it's excruciating. Because you're like pulling. Right. To undo- right. Oh, interesting. So, the, and you also want to try and have some arch support. That's another mm-hmm. thing okay. that's helpful. But it is a butch related injury because wow. my boots are not so girly. <laughs> I, so, you're not wearing your boots today? I am. Oh, you are? I totally I am. am. Oh, but th- that's part of being butch. It's oh, the pain wow. of being. Uh, and they're so very shiny. Yeah, they oh, are. are they? Oh, they are the shiny. Glare, the they glare, glare. They're very it. shiny. <laughs> oh my goodness! They're very shiny. Wow. See, I was afraid you were going to start breaking up that whole gasoline issue. So, what? no. Oh, that. <laughs> well, you still need to bring that up your damn self <laughs> because that is a concession you need to make to me. That I, I rescued no idea you what from either you are the side of the about. road <laughs> when you, when you ran out of gas. <laughs> I rescued you. Yes, yes, the poor damsel in distress. Yes, you totally were. <laughs> you totally were. Oh, Brit, just Brit, and also our anybody who's uh, any of our new listeners. We're uh, um, <laughs> Christy and I have this ongoing. Um, um, I don't know, this dispute, this uh, um, discussion. Argument. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Debate. <laughs> Debate of, of who's butcher than who. I've picked up on that much of it anyway. Right, exactly. Right. So yeah. I'm the clear winner. But Dan <laughs> refuses, like much like the senator in Virginia, to concede. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. So, and, um, so, yes, so this is where... Um, yeah, about the election? And so yeah, so it just um, and so we ongoing had this ongoing right. discussion about this, and gotcha. so yes, and so what happened is that one morning a, a few weeks ago, um, um, I had. And, and the excitement of of um, uh, getting to work mm-hmm. forgot to uh, fill my car with gas, oh. and suddenly my car wasn't working right. I couldn't figure out what it was, and I looked down, and everything had shut off because I ran out of gas. Oh wow! And I called everybody I could. And I had to call Christy. Oh, and, uh, so I call Christy and I go, Christy, uh, can you come and get me? Like this runner, can you help me get some gas? And sure oh. enough, she's like, All right, I'll load Charlotte in the, you know, um, in the the truck. Uh, truck thank you, mm-hmm. and uh, come and get, and come and help you. And sure enough, while we're filling up the gas, she happens to uh, to point out, she's like, Um, Dan, um, I I think this kind of answers <laughs> our 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 long debate about who's butcher than who because isn't it the um the prince or the masculine uh, butch right. person who saves the damsel in distress? It would have only made me more butch than you in a in a bigger sense had I come and changed your tire. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing that could have topped it really is if you'd asked me to come change your tire for you. It's Which I would have done. That's right. That's right. It's so embarrassing to run out of gas, too, because you have no, nothing and no one to blame except your own yes, cool self. You know exactly. what I mean? Yep. Like, I've done it. Everybody's done it. But you're just like, like oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. It's happened to me, and it is embarrassing. Absolutely. And then when you have to call into work and say... Guess what? I can't come into work because I uh, ran. They were like, you think of the most unique things to not come into work. I went through a long stretch of locking my keys in the car. 
<laughs> Which is just as embarrassing. Uh, yeah, because you can't blame anyone but yourself for that. Right. And for a brief period of time, at the very end of my rash of key locking, I only had one key to my car. Oh, no. So it required paying someone to break into my car for me. Yeah. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's no, that doesn't happen anymore. Triple but it all, that's a, I always yeah. have AAA but you for that, that exact like reason. Three times. <laughs> right. That's it. Three and, times oh, and you're uh, done. Yes, yeah. that's true. I, though, I learned a lot about police a- agencies. There are several police agencies around that will do that for you. No charge, mm-hmm. no ah, questions asked. Okay. There are others that will do it if you have a small child locked in the car. Oh, oh God. So, just so you know, always keep, maybe a, always keep a baby in there. There you go, yes. And if you're going to lock your keys in your car. This started because I had one of those cars that you could leave the keys in it because it had a keypad entry. Uh, those things are very dangerous. Yes. I had that car for a very brief period, but I got very used to like just chucking my keys in the glove box. Right. Mm-hmm. And not having to worry about them. Right. You know, they don't take up place in my pocket. They don't whatever. They don't ruin my line and my outfit. Yeah. <laughs> which makes me a little less butch that I'm yeah, worried about that. It but comes out. It comes out. So it's one of those like oh the ones with the little um strip of numbers. Yeah, on the it has side. a strip of numbers above the door oh, handle right, and so you right, just right. have a code for it mm-hmm. and you can pop right in your car. Well, what did you do? Forget your code? No, 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 no. I never did had a problem in that car. Oh. Was when I, I only drove that car for a little oh. while. And then I got so a different car, and I was already ah. used to that. So I was forever leaving my keys oh. in the car. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Embarrassing. Absolutely. Ridiculous. Yeah. Oh. Ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. Excuse me. Yeah. So, how are you, Bryn? Oh, just late. <laughs> For one thing, if I don't leave like really early, I get I get stuck in all that crazy Detroit traffic. Yeah, yeah I'm sure um, you do. And it's nuts. Um, on my way in here, I I heard in the distance the sounds of a marching band. Right? <laughs> I was yeah. like, wow, I am really in a college town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm just a few uh, blocks yeah, over. Yeah. Uh, d- tell me about. I mean, is that just like the the Michigan marching? Yeah. Band, yeah. Like the they play the football games. Or uh-huh. so? Yeah. Where are they practicing? Like, give me uh, the four one one on this. Ah, well, it's always been my favorite park. There's a park oh. over um, on uh, I think it's Madison, mm-hmm. uh, Madison between Fourth and Fifth uh, Avenue. Uh, I believe it's Avenue, not Street. So it's 4th and 5th Avenue. And there's this little park. It's a really cute little park. It's right next to uh, the Beauchamp-Booker building, I think it's called now. Yes. Um, off of State Street. Yep. And um, it's this little park. And it's a great place if you if you want to go man-watching. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Because real. there's all kinds of men. Well, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because there's, um, there's always basketball going on. And so there's always shirts and skins. Um, there is uh, 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 rollerblade hockey. There's... There's, um, uh, what else is there? There's softball going on. There's people sunbathing. There's, I mean, there's just always, there is just always like hot men without t-shirts. Um, <laughs> in, that park. in fact, so that's why is, it's your favorite. Oh, it has nothing to do with the marching my, band. No, my dream. My, actually, my dream sure, is there's some have, cuties in the marching band. Too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. And a uniform. Who doesn't like a uniform? <laughs> well, there you go. And um, even if they have funny hats. Well, that's true. But you know what? I can take care of that. And um, mm-hmm. and so, but that's my dream has always been to, to be able to afford to rent one of those apartments uh, that has oh, a balcony right. on uh, I think it's Fifth Avenue, so mm-hmm. I can look onto the park. <laughs> barbecuing or it's nice to live by the park too. exactly yeah. no it's a lovely view it. yes yeah. and uh, but yeah so the marching band takes up half of that mm-hmm. um, and um, it's actually there's a structure built specifically right, for the, for the, the drum, drum major drum major oh, yeah. crazy 
So it's really close to here. You, it's it's like a couple blocks away. Huh. Yeah. No this is why you heard it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's true. But and I'm, other than that, it's been nothing but election fever for me this whole past week. I'm obsessed, you're obsessed? with politics. Oh. Um, I was obsessed last night. I... You know, I had, you know, four different windows open on, on my laptop here. I was, I was watching I was watching TV. I was watching NBC, wow. like the yellow dog Democrat I am. <laughs> Tim Russert and his whiteboard. Like, oh, yeah. You know, uh-huh. I, I can't. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a politics junkie, and I, uh, I, wow. I couldn't rip myself away from it. There's Dang. No it. Wow. I watched it briefly. I couldn't. I wasn't too into it. I was afraid of the bad news because well, the last the last time yeah last two elections I've just I couldn't I couldn't deal well, with the it. The 2000 election gave me nightmares yeah. and like was mm-hmm. waking me up in the middle of the night and making me go watch TV at like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think after that I was I mean I literally was dreaming that the SWAT team was busting into my apartment and arresting me for having sex with a woman. Yeah. Like oh, wow. I was freaking out. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I was like I'm never doing that again. I'm gonna watch it to find out what I need to find mm-hmm. out yeah. and then turn it off. I can't can't watch these like to the death matches that they're having yeah. in Montana yeah, and Virginia that, and right. it's just I can't deal. Right. I'll find out some good things like, you know, Santorum is no more. Yeah. Yeah. He will I only be it. remembered for his namesake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> dirty, dirty dirty namesake. Dirty namesake. Yeah. I don't know. I kinda enjoy- oh never mind. <laughs> it's dirty man. Whether you enjoy it or not doesn't mean it's not dirty. That's, That's nasty. Yeah. Nasty. <laughs> nasty. <laughs> But that's the, like some of the greatest news. Also, the president of Amway, not the president or not the governor of Michigan. Oh, good news. Yeah. Absolutely. Very good news. Good. Absolutely. He really did look like the devil. <laughs> you yeah. are so bad. I, you know, I, me and Chris, we were talking last week. Like he even like on the debates, I've noticed that he he had this weird posture where he stood with one shoulder uh-huh. um, higher than the other and he was just like he's the image of like a crooked politician yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, even very much way, so like, yes uh, so we'll dig into politics on the other mm-hmm. on the other side yeah um, we're gonna, are we ready are we ready to take a break already oh uh, yeah I am uh, so <laughs> <laughs> but before we go I wanted to kind of like in the spirit of mm-hmm. our of, um, of the politics and stuff I ran across mm-hmm. this how many members of the Bush administration does it take to replace a light bulb mm-hmm Good question. Yes. Um, the answer, 10. Mm-hmm. One is to deny to deny that a light bulb needs to be changed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number two, one, to attack the, part- uh, the patriotism of anyone who says that the light bulb needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, one, to blame Clinton for burning out the light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> number four, one, to tell the nations of the world that they either favor changing the light bulb or support darkness. <laughs> Oh, Number five, one to give a billion dollar no bid contract to Halliburton for the new light bulb. Mm. Um, number six, one to arrange a, ph- a photograph of Bush dressed in a janitor uh, as a janitor standing on a stepladder under the banner "Light Bulb Change Accomplished." <laughs> Number seven, one administration um, insider to resign and write a book documenting um, in detail how Bush has uh, was literally in the dark. Uh, <laughs> number eight, one to viciously smear number seven. Uh, <laughs> number nine, one surrogate to campaign on TV and at rallies on how George Bush um, has had a strong light bulb change policy all along. And the final, number ten, 
want to confuse Americans about the difference between screwing a light bulb and screwing the country. Mm. We'll take a break. Hi, this is Kevin Correa from the LGBT Affairs Office at the University of Michigan. Check out Closets Are for Clothes on Wednesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. right here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Candidates or the proposals, but I guess we'll just go right to the proposals. I'm sorry, I was looking, I was looking up. I know. Actually, what's very funny is with our new music. Um, mm-hmm. uh, um, Christy's been like bobbing her head. <laughs> I was so. totally into it. Exactly, so we had to yeah. flag her down. So yeah, I was looking. I'm looking up. Jennifer Granholm's acceptance speech because oh. I think that there are some parts of it that are really good and Absolutely. maybe not. It was so it made me it made me cry a little. Oh. And I mean I'm not just le- like you know I my politics you know and I'm sure a lot of people's politics you know I, aren't don't necessarily toe like any one particular party line like all the way down but and she it was just very moving especially given you know the nastiness of this race. Oh absolutely. And, but I think one of the things is that, I, and what is so wonderful is the fact that um, DeVos was, I guess, from what I'm hearing, has had the the, the most number of um, commercials against his candidate um, than anybody in the nation except for one other person. And right now I can't remember who that other person mm-hmm. is. Um, I'm assuming it's probably Tennessee. But um, but um, but he ran so many ads and so many um, and spent $41 It was an extremely expensive campaign. Yeah, forty-one million dollars. Well, did he spend a lot of his own money? Uh-huh. That was all. Oh, That's right. great. I should say forty-one. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I think I believe. I believe it was forty-one million of his dollars. I don't know how many in to- how much total he actually spent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a little concerned because the only reason why Graham Holm won is because she is an incredible fundraiser. Um, uh, she has this amazing fundraising ability so that she can. Mm. She was able to raise enough money, even though he outspent her, which is usually mm-hmm. what determines um, who gets in. Sure. Um, yeah. That she was able to raise and keep up with him um, all the um, to, to keep up with him, and, right. and so it was very. Uh, and I guess if we didn't have such a strong. Uh, if Graham Holm wasn't so strong in her mm-hmm. ability to do this, then the, the the election would have been totally different. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Because it really is based on money. Uh, in I'm a lot of ways, it is for sure. And yeah. um, and so that I mean, and that's what concerns me. It's like if there is any type of um, a, a reform around. Um, Voting not only and making sure that it's fair because I did take no print, um, mm-hmm. but it's fair and and open to everybody. I think that the other thing is is that maybe there should be a cap or there should be something where um, where the reform in in voting should, yeah. should occur. I'm all for campaign finance reform. People say it's such a doing. such a boring issue to talk about and that it doesn't really get people going. You know what I mean? Out to the polls and. Um, but I think that it's it's the basic, you know, it's the fundamental, the way we elect our leaders. Right. That, that is so important and that we can't yes. ignore. I mean, you know, funding caps, especially on soft money, that you know, stuff that comes from just private parties or private donations and stuff. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that really, or right. and matching funds. I mean, these are all like great ideas to, that encourage people to 
participate in the political yeah, process. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it, people say it's just harder and harder to even find people who are interested in public service because it's become just such a nasty money and game. And yeah. one of the things in fi- finance reform is what mm-hmm. I want to do is on, the only people that could run for office are people who don't want to be there. <laughs> I mean, I really think that yeah. that would That's change funny. a lot of things. So that if you don't want to be there, then you're on board, you know. We'll, like, you know, nominate Bobby, mm-hmm. you know, and have him just go <laughs> up or whatever. So, Stabenow. Stabenow mm-hmm. and um, Bouchard. Was that the two? Bouchard, yeah. Bouchard. And um, so those were two people that... Uh, Stabenow, well, at least Stabenow, but I'm hearing... And that was a contentious race. That was a, There was a concern that, that while the Senate may have made Democratic gains in other states, there was a possibility that they would lose... Yes. A, a, a seat in Michigan by right. W.W. Stabenow losing because of Michigan's economy yes. being very much in the toilet. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but that didn't happen. No. Um, and, and it's tough. We do have a phone call. We do. Yeah. All right. Um, but it's tough, I think, to... I totally lost my train of thought when we had that got the phone call. But <laughs> it's tough, really, to say... Why that happened right. for Debbie and and did you know why yes. Mike wasn't elected based on you know because even Tim Russert with his whiteboard mm-hmm. right. was saying that it was likely that she was going to lose right. you know but it really mm-hmm. I personally never thought it was there was a chance in hell okay. that she was going to lose yeah. but <laughs> right. I'm right. sort of Pollyanna about these things <laughs> exactly. I still think Al Gore won so um, <laughs> but we do have a phone call who's on the phone uh, Russ hi hey, Russ Russ, Russ uh, Platt Road like Platty. Um, Mm-hmm. It's, it's an old county name. Anyway, the point <laughs> okay. was I, I called because you had a great conversation about voting reform. Mm-hmm. And the gentleman advised that we need to cap the amount that they spend to run for office. And that it's a wholehearted, innocent, pure, beautiful concept. The other concept to go with that is to extend the amount of days that we get to vote. An example oh. is when we pay taxes, as a taxpayer, we get from January 1st to April 15th. So when you pay your taxes, why don't you just vote? Give them like four and a half months, whatever it takes. Make sure everybody gets to vote and count their vote. Make sure they're legitimate and reform voting. What a great idea. And I think, I mean, now there are some states that actually have started that where there's like, they have like two weeks to vote. At least. You know, we pay taxes in like four and a half months. In the same respect, make sure these people are legitimate. Make sure the votes count. Um, right. There's no rush. The point is we pay taxes, so it's like some countries will fine you if you don't vote. Wow. And that's kind of radical. No offense. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But let's give everybody more than one day, and let's cap the amount that they spend for an office. And do you think that that would, like, uh, I don't know if we could do it four months, but if we did, like, two weeks, do you think that would be enough? Well, you know what? I think you need to go, like, four months, the same as a taxpayer. When you pay your taxes, either you don't pay taxes or you do. But keep track of everybody who's in our country. Make sure they are paying taxes or they are voting, whatever their right is. Okay. Um, But just give us more time. It's not one-day thing, you know? And, And they don't need to spend millions of dollars over a job that pays a quarter of a million. Right. It's crazy. Right, right. Okay, peace be with you, brother. All right, you All too. Right. Thanks for calling. Thanks for Thank calling. You. Bye-bye. And, you know, and if anybody else wants to call in, they're more than welcome mm-hmm. to at 734-763-3500. Again. Yeah, we love callers. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a great call. Yeah, it was. I'm really interested to, to hear reactions on... Uh, on the election results and, yes. and the election in For general. For sure. Mm-hmm. So let's talk 
we want to keep talking about candidates? Yeah, let's keep talking about candidates. Well, because in Michigan, I mean, we candidate-wise, I don't think in Michigan there was too much disappointment for the LGBT community. No. Well, I there mean, was in list, one. Uh, okay. Um, uh, Wahlberg? Uh, did he win? There was one that I, kept, I keep hearing over and over and over, and I've been looking and looking to find out who this person is. Um, but I just heard, heard that, that this was just not a... This was not a good thing if Wahlberg got in. Um, and, um, well, it's um, that he, mm-hmm. and then Mike Cox. Well, I yeah. Mean, that, I mean, I'm, I'm a little upset, you know, with his sense of family values and I his agree. wife and his girlfriend. But, you know, right. it, it's, I, I was a little disappointed that people didn't see through that. Um, Who's Mike Cox? The Attorney General. Oh, right. Yeah, right, right. With the unfortunately gay name. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I voted for. Um, Amos Williams, Amos Williams. Yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, well, one of the things that I, you, so I didn't, I didn't even know who the opponent was. I was just right. like, eh, whatever, that's stupid. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, and that's what, he was um, one proposal to the mm-hmm. other proposal to, um, mm-hmm. which it was here that um, b- uh, ban gay marriage, I believe, or anything that would support uh, same any contract that would uh, support two people of the same gender getting together. Right. Um, he he supported that, and and um, he did. He's not. It's not a, a huge, wonderful thing that no. he won re-election. But he came out so strong, strongly against or, or for the proposal to um, that um, it it definitely worried me. But then I wasn't surprised when it then came out that he had a mistress. Right, no. and it wasn't. It's not as though he has a mistress in an up and up way. Right. It's mm-hmm. not like he and his wife are polyamorous. He right. was lying to her. Absolutely. Right. You know, and she didn't know about it, and it was yeah. So yeah. So that's where it's like the family <laughs> right. values part of, yeah. and so he still got in, and that mm-hmm. that kind of upset me. It is that that wow. What Michigan for me, Michigan is really there. It's really in this gray area right now. Of you know, we want family values. We want to have Dick DeVos in. We want to have. Um, uh, Burchard in um, all these different things, um, and and yet we still want to ban. Um, and I'm jumping the gun, but affirmative action and gay marriage. Yes, you know? in fact, and, I. But you have both these people back in. Right, I've so. been making the comment all day that I'm really glad I live somewhere where it's not only constitutionally protected to hate the gays. Yeah. But also now to discriminate based on race and gender. Right. Yeah. I'm really glad about that. Right. I'm excited for us. Michigan is it's a whole new world. Yes. Yes. But Mary Sue Coleman, the president of the University of Michigan, has actually said that she's gonna go to court over this constitutional amendment Fantastic. on the yeah. So I haven't read the whole um story, but basically she says the school will explore its legal options after the state's voters approved a ban on affirmative action programs that offer preferences to women and minorities. Um, so, right. yay, Mary Sue. Yeah, yes. I've, I've heard of a lot of Michigan universities saying similar things, that they're going to find any kind of legal loophole that they can to circumvent, because it's very like poorly worded and poorly yes. written to start out with, you know, to it's that, that, that it it looks like it'll be easy to punch holes in. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that it will be but, for I mean, somebody. Yeah. I mean, I did, this afternoon I was in a meeting where they were talking about this, and where now this affects, like for instance, like scholarships for um uh the the Latin Aso- Alumni Association. Right. Now they can't have um a scholarship for for Latino and Latinas. Mm-hmm. They right. can't um any scholarships that are be able to uh, boost um enrollment from inner cities. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. 
um, any program that not only serves to boost enrollment, but offers the opportunity for kids who come maybe from poorer school districts to catch up. Absolutely. You know, like, or come from... You know, I know that U of M has that, and I'm, and I think that Eastern does too. Yeah. Where if you've gone, if you're say from an inner city Detroit school, that the summer before your freshman year in college, you play catch up. Yep. You go to college yep. ahead of time, yep. and it's free, and it it brings you up to speed in a lot of the ways that you may not have got. Right. Um, and so the programs like that are going to be gone. Yes. Um, as well. Yeah, it's really gross. I well, mean, and to tur- it turns my stomach, frankly, and, that and, that's the case. And this is the thing that there's all the, and, and this is what it upsets me as well, is that the the one group that was um, most affected or that was mm-hmm. most helpful for it um, were white women. They, these were the folks that yep. were getting the jobs due to affirmative mm-hmm. action. And now, so these, and I'm assuming, and I really truly am assuming, the, these white heterosexual men were voting because they wanted mm-hmm. to, you know, because they're feeling that they can't keep up with women or people of color because of the Michigan's economy. Um, so they just voted their their wife or their girlfriend's opportunity you right. know, of uh, helping the family. I mean, I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand it either. I've never understood what... The issue is what what the issue white people have is with affirmative action. You know, if somebody had denied, for example, I actually benefited from affirmative action when I enrolled in the University of Michigan, you know, right. 100 years ago. Right. There was my very good friend in high school. We were ranked in high school, like right next to each other. It was number 16 and number 17. He got a score one point lower than me on the ACT. We had very similar GPAs, the whole deal. I got in and he didn't. It was very clear to me that that was, that had that happened. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad that it happened. (laughs) Right. But then at the same time, you know, I said to him, it's not like you can't go somewhere else. Yes. Right. It's not like the opportunity, there's only so much education for you to go get. So you don't get to go to U of M where your dad went and, you know, where your brother went or whatever. Like you have to go to some other school, but... There's there's no cap on how much education is out there. But then why mm-hmm. can't he have said that to you? That if you didn't get into U of M, that there's not a shortage. Well, because historically, I've not been able to get into the U of M. <laughs> right. exactly. so, and, and that, you know, women haven't been encouraged to, you know, right. go to U of M and et cetera. Et right. Cetera, well, so. and until the 60s, the mm-hmm. late 60s, women couldn't even walk through the front door of the student union at this school. Right. I mean, that's mm-hmm. saying something. The 60s were not that long ago. Wow. Um, so, in any case... Um, and, and and the thing is, is that these this um, the whole thing about proposal two um, were folks that were not from Michigan. They were from California, where this is already right. passed. Oh, right. Ward Churchill, it's his thing. Like yeah. he's the architect of this whole thing. Can I just ask you guys for some perspectives on the question that's been sort of bugging me all day? Like. Why did this pass? Like, wh- wh- who who voted for this? That's that's bothering me. I, no you know, end. Like, I don't know who it did either. Both of both of the gubernatorial candidates denounced it. You know, like, um, I mean. I'm sort of limited in my perspective, like living in the Detroit area, where like all you saw was like no on two, no on two, no on two, right? Which and, is all you saw in this area too, right? So, I mean, are we just talking about sort of the upper peninsulas, or or are we well, talking about the suburbs? Vo- that, are we talking about the upper peninsula is not a huge voter pool, right? I mean, it's very low. Consider, you know, yeah. most of the people in Michigan live in southeastern Michigan, right, right, um, and you can't even say places like like Grand Rapids or which is historically a very conservative mm-hmm. part of the state is also very African American. Yeah. So Lansing it's hard and even some Lansing, of the other. Right. Yeah. Um, 
it, I don't know. And when I saw last night the early returns that I was seeing, it was like 82% mm-hmm. were voting yes. And I'm just, I was heartbroken when I saw that. I was like, I know. who are these people? <laughs> the people that are disenfranchised. The people that are feeling, not disenfranchised, that's not a good word. The people that are feeling the effects of the economy currently. Um, so the, they're blaming it on affirmative action. Absolutely. You have to blame it on somebody because it can't be about me being a, unskilled. That's or, interesting perspective. So I, it's. Because hmm. I think because the the three counties that that at least did um, d- deny it was um, Detroit was Wayne uh, Washtenaw and Ingham and Ingham those three which is normally the ones that that take it through right um, and and I I don't know if, I can't speak for Tall of Wayne so I know mm-hmm. that at least Detroit right um, well it's like of, I mean that's so, where the mm-hmm. population that, center is right mm-hmm. so I can't say all of Wayne but I know that there um, so those three places were the ones that that did not pass proposal um, two right. Um, but the rest of the the rest of the counties did, and I think that's where there's a lot of effect right now of uh, right. Where, and this, uh, of where people are out of jobs that are feeling the economy right now that are feeling the fifty that were the fiftieth of the fiftieth states, mm-hmm. and the other factor that I'm thinking with this is also Livingston County was the number one county. That passes. Well, do you have any historical perspective on Livingston County? I do not. Tell me well, about Well, in case you don't, <laughs> <laughs> in the recent past, mm-hmm. meaning less than 10 years ago, right. the Grand Wizard of the National KKK lived in Livingston oh. County. <laughs> yes. What, what city is like? Are in Brighton. Howell, Howell. Brighton. Yeah. Howell oh, was where, Howell was right where he lived. Yeah, yeah. Oh, due yeah. north of here. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a little different there now. I mean, it's right. not yeah. exactly that, that way, but yeah, definitely changing. Mm-hmm. it's definitely still got some yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. I mean, which doesn't I surprise me that it was I number guess one. The, that, yes, they had maybe removed those folks out of, the, out, out of that county, but there's some still institutional stuff that's very absolutely. subtle there's, that are still there. Absolutely. And, and the insti- institutional stuff has a lot of power. Yes. Right and that's what I think is what did it and mm-hmm. not only because it was a little bit confusing because you had to vote the opposite of what what you thought the, the thing was on mm-hmm. um but i th- the, the other part that i heard as well um uh was that the, if they would have spent a million more dollars they would have it would have not have passed interesting that was another thing and i and i keep i keep bringing this back to um it's it's how much you spend the money it's it's really mm-hmm. is if you have more money than your opponent you're the one that's going yeah. to win and i think this becomes more of a class issue and not a uh, uh equal rights issue i really yeah. do feel it can be in a lot know. of ways although i will say i got very angry at some of their television ads oh my gosh mm-hmm. yeah. because they were very much it's not just about race and i was going that's total bs yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely yeah. about race and we yes. can't say that it's not mm-hmm. Yes. And shame on you, white people, for saying that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it's about gender. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say it's not, but race is very critical. Yes. You know, in the, in in yeah. the affirmative Especially action, especially in a in a state like Michigan that has had such like a contentious history right. of racial interaction over right. you know, the past fifty <clears throat> past hundred God past two hundred years. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and it's and it's so instilled in us. I mean, mm-hmm. I I mean I. 
I, I, I just, it's like the institutional memory. It's mm-hmm. like even though you don't really think that, I, I, I guess I can't really put that on people. I can only say for myself that I know that I have grown up in a certain, mm-hmm. in a certain culture or a certain with a certain expectations, and I was taught mm-hmm. um, this is the way you need to interact um, with folks. And that even when now I consciously act on trying to make sure that I get rid of my uh, mm-hmm. racism, mm-hmm. I know that I still have some institutional racism and still ev- oh, evoke sure. my my privileges right. um, well, that are there. And I think... Yeah, I mean, we live in a racist society. To, to say that like you haven't like internalized some degree of racism is just like living in a fantasy world. But I think you know? some people aren't aware of their privilege. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's where, for me, when I, I mean, I have not looked at the statistics. I'm no political scientist. Mm-hmm. But that's my gut. My gut oh, really... Oh, I totally agree. I think that you're... It comes to... I mean, mm-hmm. I, well, I just want to make sure I'm clarifying. <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. Um, I think that there are a lot of people who walk through this world thinking that they don't absolutely. have any privilege. Mm-hmm. That, you know, there's a lot of white-skinned men, yes, straight men, mm-hmm. Christian men, yep. who are jobless yes have no money in the bank yes and you know have no prospects and feel no privilege right. they mm-hmm. they really ident- like i'm not privileged right but their odds of getting a job faster than a black man in the Absolutely. same situation is a lot higher yes and that's something that that is not tangible and right. not having money Yep. It's tangible. Yep. Right. You know? And so that's what they voted. It was out of their pocketbook. Right. right. And I think that it is like one of Michigan's greatest one of Michigan's greatest assets um is its diversity and that one of its greatest strengths proved to be I feel like one of its greatest weaknesses because whenever you have people of different backgrounds living together um, of different levels of privileges. I mean, there's just that's going to cause conflict. You mm-hmm, know, I absolutely. mean, that's just the base. That's just like basic sociology. You know, like when you live in a, like a highly stratified society. I mean, people, and it's a divide and conquer tactic too. Like to 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 pit people who who have very little access to resources against each other. You know, to mm-hmm. get them squabbling. I I don't feel like a, a measure like this could have passed in somewhere. Say. I mean, there's a reason why, like, this contingent picked Michigan as opposed to Absolutely. somewhere like Vermont, you know, where mm-hmm. it would have never passed. But then again, the, the, there's very low population of black people, too. Right, you know? yeah. right. It's, it, it, it's, it's Michigan's, it's a combination of Michigan's economy of, like Dan said, looking for someone to blame, looking for someone like another. You know, it, it's, oh, it's just, like I say, it's a divide and conquer tactic to well, get people what they did with scrambling the other, over for the other prompts. prop too. Yeah. Yes. That's Absolutely. exactly what happened mm-hmm. with the other prop too. That it was, you know, that's the people who were pro prop two enlisted the help of the black churches mm-hmm. um, to try and vote, you know, to get the anti-gay marriage stuff in the constitution. Mm-hmm. It was very much about divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. And those black churches have a lot more in common with the LGBT community than they did with the people pushing that amendment. Absolutely. Um, and and but it was certainly about divide and conquer because that's a lot of voters, right? You know, and, absolutely. And you can if you get them to go your way, you're doing great. Exactly. Um, but good thing we protect those doves. 
Yeah. Well, going to be now able to yeah. thrive and live and <laughs> right. you know, be hardy in right. well-funded uh, uh, conservation lands that right. are now we can't. People of color and women may never do anything but service jobs, but all the doves can live <laughs> freely. Exactly, freely. Yeah, that was, yeah. A con- uh, that was a constitutional amendment, too, yeah. for, the, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the conservation. I was really surprised. And I'm not I was like, opposed what? to no. that. I voted for it, but I'm just like, what? How random. Absolutely. How random that that... Yeah. Especially those two. I mean, that was... Right. It's, those it's two specifically. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about some positive things. Let's okay. talk about... Because let's I take think, a break and Let's come take back a break and, and come back. And... Uh, Maybe we aren't. Um, <laughs> and, well, <laughs> well, I did have it... Um, there, oh, there we go. Are we back? We, we are, are back. back. Woohoo! That was super fun. Yeah, it was. <laughs> a little Scott Joplin in here. Yeah. That was Hopping around. kind of fun. We were mm-hmm. kind of dancing. We were. So we're going to talk about the good stuff good news. that happened There's because of the election. There's good stuff that happened? There yeah. is. And it's a relief to have good news come from election. The last two have oh. not been very good oh, for we've us. We've been so no. depressed in here. We even had psychologists one time. We did. We had to get help. <laughs> you know, after the 2004 elections, I, I worked at a bookstore with, you know, that was, you could characterize it, the staff as pretty liberal. And it was just mourning. Like mm-hmm. it, it was really, it was, it was just like it was like grief. You came in the next day, and it was like one of our staff members had died. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Was I was at the 2004 elections. I was actually um, at a conference for work, a sexual mm-hmm. violence conference, mm-hmm. and so there was like five, six hundred progressive anti-sexual violence workers mm-hmm. in a hotel in L.A., mm-hmm. and it was like a giant funeral. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was really, really hard, and yes. there were tears just over just nothing i mean there was something but like mm-hmm. somebody would say something and and it would just remind us past the coffee oh 
Oh, right oh. Like, oh. <laughs> no. yeah. yeah, absolutely. But this is not that day. It's it is not that day. day. Joy. Yeah. Yeah, today's a good day. So let's start with what? There's so many things. Well, let's do the house. Yeah, the House. So the House of Representatives of both Michigan and the state and the federal government yes. has turned a tide Woo-hoo. and is now in control of the Democrats. Yes. Which cool. is So what do you think they're going to do with that? Well, they're going to make Don Rumsfeld re- resign. That's what they're going to do. Which is the writing fine, on fine, the wall, fine. right? Right, yeah. Right. He totally read it. Yeah. yeah, he totally read it. I think that, I mean... I don't think we should expect monumental tidal waves of change. No, and I don't think that would be the right course to take. No. To be honest with you, yes, they need to hold them accountable. I think they definitely need Mm -hmm. to be able to maybe end some uh, unending uh, contracts that are currently happening with the war. (laughs) Right. But I think that there is, yeah, there needs to be something that kind of like, I don't think they need to be impeaching or anything like that. No. I mean, they can threaten to censure. I think that'd be good. Right. And right. Yeah, and this, I feel like, is also the result of a lot of really brave people, even in the military, that have been speaking out for a long time about mm-hmm. Donald Rumsfeld and how he's Yeah, so those that don't war. know, yeah. um, today at 1 o'clock, um, Bush announced that he has accepted Donald Rumsfeld's um, resignation right. so, as the defense secretary. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see who goes in there. But I think that also you're right. When all branches of your military mm-hmm. for the second time <laughs> say, we need him out, right. um, I think that really says a lot. Yeah, it does. It says a whole lot. And I think that it's fabulous that, that that's the case. I mean, that's not just Rumsfeld, though. The other thing we really need to remind ourselves is that the real seat of power of our federal government is in the House and in the Senate. Yes. That that the president is a figurehead and does have a lot of power. Right. But the people we elect directly to represent us have huge amounts of power. Absolutely. And we need to remember that and remind ourselves of that, that this is um, an amazing thing for Absolutely. the Democrats to have control. And, oh, and they potentially have control in the Senate. Yeah. There's like, a little iffy stuff going on in Virginia, but right. Montana they did win. Yes. Awesome. Um, and they did pick up a few other seats throughout the state, including the loss of Senator Rick Santorum. <gasps> Breaks my heart oh. that we don't get to pepper our conversation <laughs> the with The engineering Santorum. booth is freaking out. <laughs> exactly. We don't get to talk about Santorum yeah. nearly as much as we used to. Oh, I'm going to yeah. miss him. I'm going to nah. miss it. His replacement <laughs> is not the greatest man who ever lived. No. But he's still a a lot better on things like social security and health care and right um well it cracks issues. me up like for instance i mean that the, the, i think it was in south dakota as well um i think it was south dakota that um that there was a it was a city council member or whatever and people wanted radical change so much mm-hmm. that there was a republican person running and a democrat who had died two months ago <laughs> and the democrat won I mean, yeah. it was like talk about change. Well, that it was happened 64, in 100, that happened know? in the in 2000 with with Ashcroft. Oh yes, exactly. He lost to yes. a dead guy. <laughs> yeah, and then was wow. elected president or secretary yeah. of homeland security right. he was yeah. chosen for that job uh, right yeah. it's just whatever yeah. yeah it's just it cracks me up but i really it would be absolutely wonderful if we could if, if uh, later on tonight we get news that the the senate and house of the federal government and congress would be mm-hmm. democrat yeah would it would be, be really amazing wow that would be terrific. um so other news from south dakota absolutely there is yeah what is that bryn well, Referred Law 6, and I don't know if any of you uh, are familiar with Referred Law 6. Please um, tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> it was a ballot initiative that um, would have been probably the most extreme of all abortion bans Which across is the so country. Scary. It would have been um, a direct challenge to Roe versus Wade. And also, um, it's just, I mean, it had no 
exception at all for the health um, or the life of the mother. And which it it was just so extreme. Um, there, there was a lot of debate around that. There was a lot of trying to like cloud the issue on that by saying that, oh, yeah, yeah, there are, six, and there are exceptions built into this law. Um, emergency contraception, for instance, which, by the way, isn't really available in South Dakota because most of the hospitals there are run by like a, a large religiously owned yeah. hospital chain that yeah. um, refuses to give out emergency contraception if a woman tests positive for both. Um, either pregnancy or even ovulation, which means like, wow. you know, if you can't get emergency contraception, if you're right, if, it means basically the only way you can get it is if you don't need it. So right. yeah, that, that would have been quite the, um, wow. that, that would have been quite the, uh, um, uh, crap storm, I guess I'm trying, I was trying to find a way yeah. to put that one up, but South Dakota voted it down. Yes. yes. Go South Dakota. Yeah. Go South Dakota. We're I, proud of you. Yeah, I have Definitely. a friend out there who has worked and worked and worked and worked on this issue and I mean and, and the climate out there right now too she just says you can't go to work without people in your face you know on the main drag of town wow. you know with posters and it's just like been this national convention from both sides of the debate mm. let us swarm down on a pretty sleepy little town of Sioux Falls South Dakota and uh, so it's been a long haul but um, and this is not the end, but no, but it's good not. thing that there. But at least the victory is there. I mean, exactly. that's one of the things that we we've needed to, for a long time um, in um, in the pro-choice movement to sure. get a victory. Right, and it's I think been this a long is really coming. wonderful. And it I think really I mean, even though that brings it back to zero again for them, it, but at least it's at least there was no progress of such drastic means. Done. Right, and it was so. extreme. So I'm very glad that. And wasn't and didn't you, uh, you know? Bryn mentioned a friend that she had in South Dakota. Don't you have a friend in Arizona? I do. Oh, uh, my yeah. very good friend is in Arizona. Her name is Jane, and I love her very much. And she's the one that told me, you know, Arizona is actually a blue state. It's just all those rich jerks in Phoenix that always make us go Republican uh, in the national hmm. elections. And you know what they did in Arizona? What did they do? They defeated. <laughs> they defeated a constitutional amendment to ban gay marriage in that Arizona, is absolutely which wonderful. is the first one that's gone down in the whole United States. Yeah. And yeah. so yay for Arizona. We love you guys. Absolutely. Um, and, and for letting us know that these can be defeated. I mean, exactly. so many of them have come up, you know, there have been ones on this past you know, like yesterday, you know, there were ones that did go through and right. in Wisconsin and Virginia. But it's good to know that this is a train that can be stopped. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so maybe we need to talk to the folks in Arizona and find out what they did. Well, to yeah, make it I've happen. been reading a little bit about that. And um, part of the strategy that people are saying that has worked is focusing on the fact that marriage, not even necessarily on, on the gay issue, which it is a gay issue, sure, but the fact that marriage should not be the be-all and end-all of determining who can get health care, who can get benefits, right. and which relationships are protected. Right. You know, and people realize very quickly, I feel like, that, you know, all kinds of relationships are affected by these amendments, not right. just mm-hmm. gay, quote-unquote, gay Absolutely. marriages. Absolutely, they are. In fact, uh, the con- my morning conversation this morning on uh, the way to work was about, you know, we really need somebody who um, is, is in a straight relationship, but does not want to get married um, to have health benefits? Mm-hmm. I mean, that I think is we're talking mm-hmm. about not just LGBT folks. We are talking mm-hmm. about folks that just right. don't want to or don't don't want to get married, and and they just basically want equal health care right. or respect exactly. for their partner. To it. Right, exactly. absolutely. 
Yeah, it's it's a good thing that they did that in Arizona, and it's glad to hear it's good to hear that there's a strategy that can be effective. I think there was some argument of that in Michigan when yeah. it was happening absolutely four year, two years ago. Um, unfortunately, it just didn't work here for us right. <laughs> in right. the same way. Yeah. Um, and I'm well, not, I think that's what part of the court system is going through right now as yes. well, is that they're trying to argue all of that and right. trying to figure out. You should be able to, yeah. I mean, and who gets to define who my family is? Me. Absolutely. Me. Yes. No one else gets to define who's in my family. Right. And, and No, no, no. We want to know who's in your family, what are you doing in your bedroom, right. you know, and make sure that you don't have too much money to spend. Right. Mm-hmm. So, right. Absolutely. Right. And if you don't get preference for a job you apply for. Right, absolutely. <laughs> Just because you're a woman. That's and, right. Uh, no, uh, uh, uh-uh. no absolutely. way. So, no way. speaking of uh, uh, bringing things a little bit closer to home, mm-hmm. so how do Ohio do? I want to talk, I just want to give some shout outs, some hometown pride. Uh, After uh, some, like we were talking earlier, some very dark days in 2004, Ohio really turned it around um, this that's okay. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> Microphone issues. It's really turned it around um, yesterday. They uh, There was a very contentious governor's race between uh, former Representative Ted Strickland and oh. former Secretary of State Ken Blackwell. Yes. Blackwell, in particular, um, was is just a mean and nasty man. He's affiliated with a lot of these sort of like theocratic government um, groups, uh, a particularly... Um, a particularly like watchdog uh, mega church organization that that's very much into like these uber conservative politics. I really want to know who his boyfriend is. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he was also the Secretary of State during those 2004 elections. That, uh, that, so he's got to have. So a he has a lot. He had a lot of people yep. pointing at him. Um, he went down to Ted Strickland, who's a very cool guy. I've met him a couple times. Kind of cute too. Oh. And. Uh, uh, and just uh, just a just a really awesome. He's a psychologist, um, among other things. You know, um, he's That's a very interesting. yeah. He's a very very cool guy. So um, thank you, Ohio, for seeing through that, and also for electing um, for Senate um, Mr. Sherrod Brown, who's probably now one of the most progressive senators in the country. Um, yeah, like even like a lot of people say like on the if you put him on the left right spectrum, he's probably even left of people like. Dennis Kucinich. He wow. wrote a really like. Is he more left than Ted Kennedy? I don't know. Well, I would say so because Ted he. Ted Kennedy's moving toward, toward the yeah, center sometimes. He, sometimes yeah. he is. Yeah. He but, wrote a book um, called uh, "The Myths of of Free Trade" and about um, wow. the U.S. trade policy and and how it just um, doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> right now, he voted down CAFTA. He um, or he voted against CAFTA. He's like he's an extremely progressive guy. He you know he has kids that like. Columbia and all of these other like really progressive universities and um, I'm just so thankful <laughs> for Ohio that Ohio like sort of um, in my eyes redeemed itself just a little bit after the political fiasco. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's they cool. did some reform with like how they did the polling or setting up or the oh that's happened voting. all over the U S. But how did it go? Do you know? Um, did you hear anything from any friends from back home? Not from back home. I've I've known a few people who are poll workers all over the place. I, I'm just it's me and um, my partners actually. When we went to vote last night, um, he got his vote contested because he, <laughs> yeah, he um, he had his wallet stolen not too long ago, or like uh, over the weekend, and he um, didn't have an ID with him. So there was just like you know the poll challengers got involved, and he had to like. 
He had, wow. a, he had a school ID, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, it's more like demo crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this system can be so ridiculous sometimes. And, um, but there, there has been a lot of change in the way that we vote and the way that we, um, cast our ballots and the way that this process works and um but we saw that that it can be a little bit more fair and a little bit more just mm-hmm. Good. um so it can know. be and i also want to say right on to the voters of washington county because there was 50 mm-hmm. percent of registered voters turned out yesterday Woo-hoo. that is more than has turned out in a very long yeah. time yeah i had to wait a full hour to vote which is amazing because i live in a very heavily populated by people of color area.